and welcome to The Big Rishi, the podcast where we track the first 100 days of Rishi Sunak's premiership, see if he gets his plans done or if they get snowed off. Today I'm joined by Ben Blissett, TLDR UK's lead writer. Hello. And Rory Taylor, TLDR's social media coordinator. Hello. How are you both doing? Good. Good. Snowing outside. Snowing. Snowing. Yeah. Been, did you catch that subtle reference? I did. It was very topical. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank very you. nice. Very good. Um, no, the snow's been great. Um, unlike you, Jack, I actually quite enjoy it. Um, I know that you're... No. You, you hate fun, that's no. what I've heard. No, I won't have that. Um, I, you're too busy inside tweeting I uh, don't to enjoy the inconvenience, and yes. the snow brings a lot of that. I see. No, it that's does. fair. Yeah. That is fair. And also, if someone... If, like, if, if we were going to go out and have a snowball fight later, I'd be much more up for it. The snow... We, why haven't we done that? It makes that? stuff look nicer. I guess, mm. but it also just makes you wet and your feet cold and your shoes get gross. But none of that matters. What none of mean? that matters when it's when it's when it's beautiful. Magical. You listen to Christmas mm, music um, and all that. None of that matters. Yeah. It's a uh, minor inconvenience that you put up with a, for the beauty of the moment. It's a bit of a issue for me, if I'm honest. Oh, oh, um, we're doing this again. Okay, so let's talk about Rishi Sunak. Yes. Okay, well, Ben. Yeah, for forty marks. Thank um, you. Why are some conservatives frustrated with the current Conservative Party? It's a great question, Jack. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, the Conservative Party has, in the last you know, six months, had three different leaders. Yep. The first leader was very popular with the Conservative Party membership, was polling very high with them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when, when the summer leadership election was going through, there was huge petitions to try and keep Boris Johnson on the ballot paper. Uh, then there was the summer leadership election, which Rishi Sunak lost when he was in the membership vote. Mm -hmm. Liz Truss was installed. The Conservative MPs ousted Liz Truss yeah. uh, and put Rishi Sunak in. So there's all the indications are that uh, the party membership have not got what they wanted this year. They sure. didn't get Boris Johnson and then they chose Liz Truss as their, uh, his successor. Mm -hmm. They didn't get him. So some have become frustrated, both on the back benches and within the party membership, yeah. at the what they perceive as a lack of uh, democracy within the party itself, which has been uh, particularly demonstrated this year. Wow. How many marks giving that, Rory? You said 40. it was a 40 mark 40 question. Mark that's, question. A lot of, that's a lot of marks. That was pretty, but, um, pretty brief. You can't give four marks for anything, no, really, can no. you? Thanks for explaining, Ben. Yeah. That was, good. No worries, that was great. I enjoyed it 40 greatly. out of 40. Thank you. Um, so, some of those frustrated people so frustrated yeah. that they formed a new organisation. They have, Jack. They've called themselves the Conservative Democratic Organisation. They have. What does that mean? Yeah, it's a great, great question, Jack. Um, so it's it's an organisation, as I say, that have been, it's been set up because they're frustrated uh, with, the, with the current um, Conservative uh, Party in the way that it is. Uh, they haven't, they, they've sort of issued a statement this week and they put out a press release sort of mm -hmm. explaining why they're frustrated, which is basically what I've um, just explained. They, they've said that they're going to work to try and empower the grassroots and restore democracy in the party. Um, they've got some, you know, some pretty big backers. Um, but basically, I would assume that they're going to operate in a similar way to um, the, like the European Research Group, just a group of sort of backbench MPs, maybe some um, members of the wider Conservative Party as well, that have a particular interest and could cause uh, problems for Rishi Sunak. The fact that they've already sort of stated their hostility mm -hmm. towards Rishi, Rishi Sunak and the, the setup of the party, you know, is already an indication that could be causing problems for him, um, you know. They haven't got any specific interests in terms of policy or anything like that. But th this idea and the fact that they've been so explicit in their um, frustration with the party itself and with just the fact that Rishi Sunak is the prime minister shows that they're just going to be working to sort of aggregate and frustrate the current government. And is this an organisation that's being led by MPs or is it an external organisation that's trying to pressure them more like a momentum for Labour? So Lord Critus mm -hmm. is, um, I think he, he's, he's the, the president of the organisation. Mm -hmm. He's also um, 
you know, he's quite a big figure within Conservative yeah. Party circles anyway. He's a huge he donor to the Conservative and Party. put in the House of Lords by Boris Johnson, I think. So okay. yeah, he big, is from that wing. Exactly. Yeah. And Priti Patel has also been a vocal supporter. So this is very much within the sort of, the, the, the you know, not just... Um, the Commons, because obviously it's led by a member of the Lords, yeah. but very much like a parliamentary, it seems very much like a parliamentary group, but I, I would assume that they're also going to get some, you know, they're, they're trying to present themselves as on the side of the party yeah, membership. That so I would, mm, I would, su they, I would be surprised would be. if they didn't also have um, members of the, the party membership supporting it too. Yeah, I mean, given the fact that we went through three prime ministers or something yeah. and now Rishi Sunak has lasted almost as long as Liz Truss, it's starting to feel like the that civil war part of the Conservative Party might be gone, but this kind of shows that it isn't. Yeah. Uh, that those dividing lines are still very much there and that times ahead are going to be difficult for the party, basically. Absolutely. And this, again, I, I know that this seems to be like a thread through this entire mm -hmm. podcast and which, you know, it could be quite boring, but it's, it's important saying it is basically the main thing, which is that the Conservative Party is factionalised at the minute and every single time we do this podcast, there seems to be more and more and more mm -hmm. evidence of yeah. that. Um, and this is just, yet, yet again, you, yet again, more evidence that um, they're factional yeah. and they're struggling to keep themselves together. Do you think they are, they're in, you know, their kind of dream situation is getting rid of Rishi Sunak? Or are they thinking the Conservatives are probably going to lose the next election? So let's change the leadership rules so that when we replace him after the next election, you know, it goes to a Boris Johnson type I think, person. I think ultimately with, with all of this, it's that they just want Boris Johnson back. Yeah. I think they see that them as the glory days. I think they see it as likely that he's going to stand again. Mm. Uh, I think that they know that if they were to topple Sunak now, that getting Johnson back yeah. is almost impossible. Uh, so I think they probably it's are. A, it's a right, kind of a long-term vision. Yeah, long-term vision, exactly. They just they just want Boris back yeah. and uh, yeah. they'll do anything to get it. Yeah. So what practical issues could these MPs um, cause or this group cause for Rishi Sunak? Obviously, it's kind of more division. It's a good example of more division, which isn't good for him politically, his kind of soft power. Yeah. But is there any kind of tangible issues that they present? Yeah, so I think, as I said, I think one of the big things is that they're going to... Uh, and, and Rory sort of alluded to this as well, is that in the longer term, they, mm -hmm. they may cause problems with Sunak. I think in the immediate term, I can't see them really doing that much. Sure. But when we get to more conversations about leadership, about next leader, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if there's any, if the pressure on Sunak increases, they could become a driving force to try and get rid of him. I yeah. think as things stand, Sunak looks quite safe. Mm -hmm. I think, it, you know, he's, we, we've spoken about some of the issues he's faced in the last few weeks. But if you remember when we did trust issues, it's in no way comparable to the level of mm -hmm. issues yeah. that she faced. So I think that when things start to intensify, if things start to intensify, um, that, that they might be a driving force. Again. In the same way that the ERG, you know, they, their power, they sort of cropped up now mm -hmm. and then um, with Brexit to cause problems for the government. I don't, th I, I think they'll operate in a very similar way. And the ERG clearly had a real focus on Brexit. EU, all that kind of stuff. Mm. These people, as you've mentioned, have a real focus on kind of democracy, the element of control through these elections, the fact they've ended up with a leader, which wasn't their first or second choice. Do we have any other insight to what this group actually want to achieve, what kind of ideology they have, or is it currently primarily centered around kind of improving the selection of leaders? I actually think that their press statements have been quite vague. Mm -hmm. And and I agree that in the answers that I've given so far, it just seems that they vaguely want something to do with So I'll read, I'll just read out a quote from, from their, their press statement this week and see what see what you, you make of this, because I think this, this probably explains best. Uh -huh. um, they said that, 
the coronation of Rishi Sunak one month after he was rejected by party members has finally ended members' faith in any party uh, democracy. Mm -hmm. uh, the result is a widening gulf between the parliamentary party and the grassroots. But as the Conservative government pushes taxes to a 70-year high and rising, there is also an electorally fatal gulf opening up between the leadership and voters. No wonder our poll ratings are so dire. So, I, I, you know... It's clear. So they're frustrated about tax. Mm -hmm. They're frustrated about their polling numbers, and they see the fact that the membership hasn't had their say as part of that. I think that what that alludes to is the fact that they want to change the internal um, democratic uh, yeah. element of the membership. I think that what their main aim is is to try and change twenty-two committee rules to have more party membership uh, uh, input into the mm. next leader. Would be would be my assumption. Yeah, but as it I seems say, like it. It's relatively vague. Yeah, and mm -hmm. there's clearly some other thought process there. It's not just the leadership. It's the the tax issue. The things they see as a difference between memberships and potentially they didn't say it but like the kind of criticisms of sunak being too centrist and trying to push the party further right you can't necessarily read that into this but you can see this grouping mm. could have further ideologies speaking of which um mps that are supporting them is there anything there that gives us a real indication i mean the fact that you have boris diehards yeah um you know pretty patel lord crudus mm -hmm. um already mentioned as, uh, as supporting it i think it's clear that yeah. as we were saying earlier that they want the party membership to have a say because the party membership like boris johnson yeah, sure basically. and there's a good and there's a good chance that he might stand again if the situation seems Got preferable it. so i think that they are trying to change the rules so that johnson stands more of a chance that he can get back in ultimately Okay, so that's clearly one grouping that's a threat to Sunak. Maybe not specifically to him right now, but it's a real sign of division. And as you say, it could be an issue for his successor when we make a new podcast with a new <laughs> pun name in a few weeks' time. Um, but that's not the only uh, group that kind of Sunak has issues with. Um, the other one is a group of 40 MPs who have written to the Prime Minister about tax. Yes. Do you want to run us through what they had to say and kind of why mm. this is an issue potentially for him? I mean, very simply, um, the they just think taxes are too high. I mean, I think this... As of, do the other group, by the sound Well, this is what yeah. I, was, I was literally just going to say that as well. As with the other group, mm. um, they they see Sunak and his his approach to, to, to the economy, uh, increasing taxes is not, not what they want. There was a, a lot of the membership wanted Liz Truss, who was very much about cutting tax, mm -hmm. even though it almost, you know tank the economy um so i, I think that they, they they see what rishi sunak has done is not what the party membership wanted they, they want low taxes so they've written to the prime minister saying that taxes are too high and they've referenced this report by conservative way forward group uh to try which suggests way of, of uh, suggests different ways of cutting taxes so they sort of tell him do do what this report says and what is in that report? What's the Conservative Way Forward group actually suggesting when it comes to tax? Yeah, so they, they produced a report titled um, Defunding Politically Motivated Campaigns, okay. Saving Taxpayers Billions by Ending Waste and Division. Mm -hmm. As you can already probably tell, it's a fairly right-wing uh, sure, uh, sure. group. Uh, you know, you wouldn't see a title an like that coming there, from, yeah. a, from, from a Labour group or even sort of a centrist Conservative group. That is a classic very right-wing libertarian sort okay. of end of the woke yeah sort of group so it's exactly what uh it's exactly what you know it is exactly that yeah um so they they suggest they can find about seven billion pounds in savings uh by cutting you know wasteful groups like you know charities um <laughs> so that was that's basically what they uh, th th they're looking at so in the report they they find about 5.2 ish billion pounds uh, that can be cut from Quangos, £212 million on EDI-related public procurement. E EDI is... Equality, e diversity, inclusion. inclusion. Yes. So, you know, again, 
very right-wing group. Sure. Uh, uh, £778 million on charities, £557 million on EDI positions and training. So all of that total together is about £7 billion. So they've just basically written to Richard Sunak saying, do those things, cut yeah. those things, you can cut £7 billion. Um, the report, though, is it's only about 40 pages. Mm -hmm. It's quite uh, light on detail, We I spotted argue. errors in it after very light. Like, yeah, you, I skimmed it. You presented this page to me, <laughs> and it claimed... The HS2 are spending half a billion pounds on equality, diversity, and inclusion, to which I said, there's no way. Yeah, how, how is that possible? Which company is receiving half a billion pounds for equality training? Because if they were, that would be a household name of a company, surely. That's massive. If HS2 alone are spending that, they're earning billions and billions. They'd have a massive office in Canary Wharf. We'd have heard of them. And then you did some well, digging. I, and I, I did some digging. And I, I just want to put a couple things on the record, which is that... Um, I couldn't find in the report where that is. Now, that's not to say it's not there, but I, I couldn't find that. I did find later on a reference to some money being given to, uh, that's being paid to about four employees uh, who worked in HS2 to do with um, EDI. Yeah. Uh, and that total came to about £350,000, which in you know you could theoretically round up to half a million pounds. It's a big round, but that would mean sure. that is a big round, yeah. and it would mean that they've got that confused. However, I don't know that that's what they've done. Sure, I have messaged it's, them, and I will. I'll let you know what we get. It's back from either that they decided to round up three hundred and fifty billion million no thousand three hundred fifty thousand pounds <laughs> yeah. to half a million, which. Sure, we'll yeah. let that slide. And then they typoed it to billion in mm, late, in another yeah. point in the report and just forgot to change it. Or just, they're spending another X number of millions that you, they just haven't accounted for. You think if for. you had that claim, you would put it in your report? Well, so yeah, and also if, is, you, if, you, if yeah, you had evidence that they were spending half a billion on EDI, which just makes no sense anyway. But even if you did, why would you then later in the report complain about £350 million pounds worth, mm. thousand, thousand, yeah. pounds worth of spending when previously you said it was nearly half a billion? There's two things as well. Is that One, I couldn't find that claim referenced later on. Mm. And secondly, the claim in this section isn't referenced. Yeah. So I can't even check that. Anyway, we're going to... One of the points that makes me think that it could be an error is that on the same page that I found that three hundred and fifty thousand pound uh, figure they spelt billion b-i-l-o-n-n -N. so um two n's that's even more than a billion exactly so i don't know uh, i'm i'm skeptical but as yeah. i said i haven't found anything but mm. the and i think it's a it's a legitimate area that some people would want to cut yes. they see diversity and inclusion activity is wasteful and like let the free market do what it wants, except like it's an argument that you can have, but let, let's get some fact checkers yeah. and some. Yeah. Let's read through your report before you're telling the prime hey, minister. Even before to you do it. fact checkers, just do grammar check. Like, get, yeah, get the words, check. you know, get the Interestingly, words. Interestingly, Looking at your notes, Ben, one of the MPs supporting the letter is Esther McVeigh, and she is a very anti HS2 person anyway. Like, mm -hmm. they, they yeah. see the entire, we should say, HS2 high speed 2 as a yeah. big rail project in the UK. Um, very expensive and taking a long time. Mm. Uh, there's a whole wing of the party who think it's a massive waste of money and yeah. waste of time. Like uh, they're obviously going after it for for they don't like the EDI stuff, but also I think they'd probably rather see the entire thing scrapped yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And as I say, I mean, it, it's just a very right wing group that, that I mean they, they they spend a good section of the report talking about how we you know. We could save seven hundred seventy-eight million pounds spending on wasteful things like charities, mm. and it's just you know I don't know. Uh, it, it's quite a, it's quite a strange one, but there's, there's got a lot of support. As I say, forty MPs, yeah, and these two things we've spoken about today. You know the, this um, uh, the, this new group being set up, the CDO, mm -hmm. and 
uh, th this uh, letter being sent to the Prime Minister with four Tory MPs, both of those happened very closely together yeah. yesterday. This was a huge, well, I should say for, for record, I think it was Sunday. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. we don't know when this goes out. But yeah. Um, Do you think that was coordinated or is it just it's, coincidence? I think it's possible that it's yeah. coordinated. I think it's also possible that it's chance, but considering they're both being highly critical of the mm -hmm. Prime Minister, mm. from a, all similar. from the same yeah. sort of faction of the Conservative Party. I, don't, I think it's possible that they've all mentioned it in WhatsApp groups and they've decided to put them both out at the same time. Mm. I'm curious, um, maybe from you, Rory, on <laughs> yeah. the effectiveness of this strategy. Obviously, 40 MPs reckon that the Prime Minister ought to be cutting taxes. No one loves tax rises, so I'm sure when you're polling the electorate, they're not hugely keen on increased taxes. But equally, the economy's not in a great yeah. state. It's hard to see a very viable, sensible, long-term strategy that doesn't involve tax rises, especially considering what happened with Liz Truss. Yeah. So do you think, is this just the Conservatives fully abandoning their previous kind of identity around responsible taxation I, and stuff? Or is there a genuine case that can I make it I think it's electorate? hard to say because it is obviously uh, a split in the party. Yeah. So th these 40 or whoever... Um, I don't think they've changed their position. I think these are always, the MPs yeah. who've always had that low tax, mm -hmm. low regulation view. Um, but then you've got the Rishi Sunak wing who who would call themselves, you know, more realist. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, you know, they can... Rishi Sunak himself and Jeremy Hunt, the Chancellor, say they don't want to be raising taxes. Yeah. They don't like that it's the highest tax burden for 70 years, but they say they have no choice mm -hmm. and um, they have to do it. So these kind of moves by the kind of low tax wing of the party... Uh, I, I don't see kind of pushing the prime minister into doing yeah. anything because he already knows that he doesn't like yeah. these raising taxes, but he sees it as kind of inevitable and necessary. It's interesting just the electoral strategy. Mm. Like, as I mentioned, obviously, the Conservatives have for a long time marketed themselves as being prudent financially and making the tough but serious decisions yeah. or whatever. And then this seems to be kind of a flagrant disregard of it. Sure, maybe you can argue that some of these tax cuts are could be justified through kind of politically motivated spending cuts, which I guess is fair enough. You can make that argument. But it does seem to be a change from the Tory party of old that would have said, right, no one likes tax rises, but it's the right thing to do. Here's yeah. why, which is more what Sunak's doing. As you I say. think it's uh, the Liz Truss saga kind of made, was quite a like, defining moment mm. where they saw what happened when Liz Truss tried to go hard on tax cuts and everything, and it kind of immediately imploded. They... Mm -hmm obviously weren't happy that their project went down like that with yeah. the electorate and with, with Conservative MPs and everything. Um, but for a lot of that wing of the party, they, I, you know, you've got like Kwasi Kwarteng now saying, mm. who was the Chancellor under Liz Truss, obviously, saying that um, uh, they got, I can't remember the exact word he used, it was something like he got overexcited, but sure. I don't know if that's yeah. the exact quote. <laughs> Basically saying that. these were all the right ideas, but we didn't do it in the right time frame. We did it you know, yeah. too quickly all at once, whatever. They very much still believe it was the right yeah. thing to do um, and I don't think they're going to drop that anytime soon yeah. based on I mean, it's unsurprising these people have they have reached this point in their yeah. adult life and their careers they spent a long time developing these views mm. one instance isn't going to prove them yeah. wrong they're rightly or wrongly so certain of the ideas yeah. that's like what that drove what them to believe, high office yeah. so therefore that one instance they can easily write off as whatever yeah. other explanation and yeah. they could be right maybe maybe if it was implemented differently um yeah it's just interesting if we start to see polling come out as to whether this kind of thing is popular yeah. whether the electorate are going to say 
oh, great, we do want lower taxes, or whether they're going to say, well, you'd already tried this to mess yeah. it up. I think it's an interesting thing because I think all of these sort of really right-wing people yeah. conflate what the party membership want yes. with what the wider public mm. want. And I think they see this as, oh, you know, democracy, oh, the reason that our polling's doing badly mm. is because we didn't listen to the members. It's like the members... You do not get elected anyway. to yeah. government yeah. on your members. Yeah. No. You get you get voted into government on the, the middle, like mm -hmm. 10% of people that are swing voters. You you, you, you know, they don't equate. So I think that's the, yeah. that's the fundamental error yeah. that they not, often it's make. It's not like the high tax burden on its own that's pushing the mm. polling down for the Conservatives. It's a high tax burden, high tax burden combined with yeah. poor public services yeah. and everything else that yeah, goes with yeah. it. You know, the kind of state the whole country's in. Um, it, you know, it's not as simple as just saying let's cut taxes and sure. let everything kind of well, get better. But it seems like these two groups are determined to try and get change made yeah. in the way that they think it needs to be. They're pressuring Sunak. It's another issue he's facing among this kind of continued fractious uh, party. Something that we thought, something Cameron thought could be solved by a Brexit vote, and it turns out <laughs> yeah. wow, they just like arguing with each other. Really, well, well really isn't it? uniting the party. It, it, it went brilliantly. Um, Thank you both for joining me today. You're welcome. Interesting conversation as ever. Um, Thanks for asking the questions, Jack. I made up some of them. You did. Some of them you did. They were paper. really genuinely they were very good. No, no, they're they're very were, good. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, I was very good, and I was also <laughs> Jack Kelly. I was joined by Ben Blissett and Rory Taylor. Um, this was produced by Scarlett Watchorn and did both of you do stuff? Can I, Jeremy Walker? Am I giving you credit? Okay, Jeremy's getting no credit. He's, he's, he's new today. He's just watching. Another day, he'll live be in audience. the credits. Sorry, the live audience. A live audience. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, and it was edited probably also by Scarlett Watchon. Goodbye. Oh, this was a 326. This was a TLDR production for 326 Limited. Fucking hell. Hello and welcome to The Big Rishi, the podcast where we're tracking the first 100 days of Rishi Sunak's premiership, seeing what he gets up to, and if he gets cancelled because of the snow? No. <laughs> um, why are... I've got a question here. I've got a question that's got so little context. 